Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies today, I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, October the 18th, better known as the beginning of the National League Championship Series with the Phillies taking on the Padres, and it all starts tonight in San Diego. 8.03 start here in Philadelphia on the East Coast. I guess that make it 5.03, a nice little dusk evening early evening start time out in san diego i'm sure it'll be gorgeous out there as the phillies are playing the national league championship series starting today. i still don't have my voice in case you can't tell and i apologize to all of you my voice from the game on saturday is not still fully back yet that's how much i lost my mind on saturday and we talked about it yesterday really truly one of the most joyful, magical experiences of my life being down at Citizens Bank Park on Saturday and having that opportunity to experience that place that way for the first time in such a long, 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 long time. Um, and now and now we get to do it again in a, a bigger forum. I mean, it is the National League Championship Series. The Phillies or the Padres are going to represent the National League in the World Series. Think about that. Phillies are Phillies are this freaking close to the World Series. It's pretty amazing, guys. It is a pretty amazing thing to think that we are sitting here now as one of the final four teams in baseball. Technically five still left because the Guardians and the Yankees yet again get rained out last night, so they have to play today. Uh, game five, still still waiting to find out who that fourth team is, but we know the Phillies will be one of them. As again, they're added tonight. Zach Wheeler versus you Darvish. What a what a what a game! What a matchup! What a spot for our Philadelphia Phillies as we are on the national stage. We are the only baseball game, um, the only baseball games that matter anymore. And it's uh, it's a pretty wild, pretty amazing, pretty awesome thing. As um, it's still a little surreal. You know, I was watching last night, waiting for the Yankees Guardians game to start. Obviously, it, it never did. Um, but I was watching the coverage and I'm, you know, seeing Jimmy Rollins and all this stuff and just, um, you know, they're, they're talking about the NLCS and I see it, the, you know, the background graphics and it's Harper and it's Machado and it's just, uh, or it's Harper and Soto and, you know, it's just, um, it's like the Phillies and the Padres, like that's it. That's who's left. They're previewing the NLCS and we're in it. Like it's all surreal and awesome and amazing and we forget what it's like. I've forgotten but it's like, it's thrilling. It's thrilling stuff to see the Phillies in this situation, to see them in this spot, to see them getting this 
shine to see other people care about the Phillies aside from us. <laughs> you know, it is uh, it is really, really exciting, and it's going to be a fascinating series. It's going to be a tough series. You know, this Padres team is tough. I talked about it yesterday, but I think, you know, the more I've thought about it and the more I've looked at the, the matchups, I think I would have rather played the Dodgers. I know that sounds crazy, um, but I think the um, the way this season has played out, the Padres are just a more dangerous team right now at this time of the season than the Dodgers are. You know, I just think that's all what it is. Like, you know, the Padres are dangerous right now, and they've got vibes, and they've got excitement. they got some damn good players, too, obviously. And uh, and more than anything, I think they just have better pitching than the, the, the Dodgers. I mean, you want to throw you Darvish and Blake Snell and, and Joe Musgrove at us instead of uh, Julio Urias, Clayton Kershaw, and Tony Gonsolin? Yeah, I would much rather face the the brave uh, the Dodgers guys. Like it's not even close, not even close. You Darvish this year, sixteen and eight with a three one zero ERA. Joe Musgrove a two nine three ERA from Musgrove, and Snell is a three three eight ERA. I mean those dudes are legit, and they got arms in the pen. You know they got dudes. You know we all know of course about. Josh Hader back there. Nick Martinez has been great for them. Robert Suarez is a guy who literally came out of nowhere, this dude, and, and has been an elite reliever for them. Um, they just got dudes. They got a good team. They got good pitching. And, of course, the lineup, you know, especially after going out and training for Soto, they had some dudes there, too. I mean, you got Soto. You got, obviously, Manny Machado. The whole Harper Machado of it all um, is a fun story. And we'll get into the storylines coming up in a few minutes about, you know, what's ahead. Will Myers, of course, now a grizzled vet, which makes me feel old. I remember when Will Myers was a plucky Rays prospect who everyone thought was going to be a stud. Um, and I remember him getting traded and traded again. And I remember all that stuff. Um, but yeah, the Padres, um, you know, they got, a, they got a talented team. They have a talented team and they have big dudes. They got guys who can really you know, make things happen, obviously. You know, Juan Soto, chief among them. Um, as uh, Soto has, um, you know, obviously helped uh, change the complexion of that team, and you know hasn't had a massive playoffs through so far, but um, you know is is uh, is one of the best players in the sport now, and Manny Machado is too. Machado has had a a massive, massive playoff so far. He's got a nine eighty OPS in the playoffs so far, two homers, so not quite Bryce Harperian numbers yet, but he's been awesome. Trent Grisham. Having a massive playoffs for the uh, Padres. Grissom, of course, if you remember, had that disastrous error for the Brewers a few years ago in the playoffs. Um, ended up getting traded to the Padres, I think, because of it. I think Milwaukee was like, all right, you can't come back. Um, having a great postseason for them. They got Brandon Drury. They went out and got that guy at the um, All-Star break who is, uh, can play a bunch of different positions. Um, yeah, they're a good team, You know, the Padres. They, they've... Uh, a bunch of talented dudes. I mean, Josh Bell, they just get Josh Bell thrown in in that trade. I mean, it's like, what? Where did Josh Bell come from? Like, how did you just end up with Josh Bell? Like, what? <laughs> in the Soto trade, I was like, oh, yeah, here's Josh Bell, too. They're a really talented team. Jerks and Profar, been around forever. Profar getting to play in the playoffs. He's getting 800 OPS in the playoffs. Like, they're good, man. They're a good team. Jake Cronenworth, didn't mention him. Dude, good hitter. You know, <laughs> they uh, lefties, righties, they can kind of mix and match. Um, they're a good team. They are a good team, the Padres. And and obviously then from a pitching perspective, you know, like I just mentioned, that's even the, the strength of their team. 
Um, you know, you Darvish and Musgrove and Snell at the top is is damn good. I mean, and all those guys have been great in the playoffs so far. Musgrove has pitched 13 playoff innings. He's allowed two runs. He's got a 1-3-8 ERA and a .85 whip in the playoffs. Joe Musgrove um, is is as good as our guys. You know, they have one dude who's, who's Wheeler. It's Musgrove. He's not Wheeler, but he's like, you know, he's close. He's, he's Nola. Musgrove's good. Um, Darvish and Snell are very good too. I wouldn't put them quite as good as Nolan Wheeler, but they're right there. Darvish a three ERA in twelve postseason innings, and then uh, Snell a three point one two ERA in eight point two postseason innings. Though so it does have a one point nine six WHIP, so I've gotten a little lucky from a run perspective. And then their bullpen guys have been great. Like Suarez has yet to give up run in the playoffs. Josh Hader has yet to give up run in the playoffs. Nick Martinez has a one eight zero ERA in the playoffs. They got dudes. Luis Garcia is good for them. Like they just got guys. You know, this is a, this is a, this is a real matchup here. You know, this is a real matchup for the Phils. Like this is not. You know, I think people don't really think about the Padres as being you know anything special because you know they're kind of insanity or not kind of. They are totally insanity, but they're they're insanity and they're kind of out of the way. Is what I was going to say. You know, and you don't really think about it as a baseball city. Yeah, and they haven't been in the NLCS since 1998. We think we wait a long time, waiting until 2009 since our last NLCS. They have not been there since 1998. So our whole playoff drought added to the last time we went to the NLCS is is how long it's been since they went to the NLCS. So they're definitely um, you know excited for it. But also, you know, again, a team we just don't think about at this time of year that often. You know, even just looking like, like I said last night when I was watching the MLB. Um, I guess not the MB Network, but the Fox broadcast or, or TBS broadcast waiting for the game to come on, and, and they're just showing, you know, the preview, and they're showing Phillies Padres and all that stuff. It just it even felt weird. It felt weird to see Phillies Padres in the NLCS. Obviously, that's never happened before, and, um, you know, two teams that don't get there that often, you know? So two fan bases that I think, as we've seen, are, are starving for it and excited for it. Um, and... and it, look, it's thrilling. I can't wait. I'm so excited for this game tonight. Like, let's get, get me to 803, please. Um, let's, um, quickly, and I want to get into, obviously, um, you know, we'll, we'll preview the, tonight's matchup and all that, and there's so much to get into as this time goes, but some storylines along this way, um, that, that coincide with this and, um, some interesting stuff, at least I, I think, you know, obviously one of them we just mentioned, it's the, the length of time that, uh, that these two teams have both waited to get back here. You know, it's been since 2009 that the Philadelphia Phillies have made it to the NLCS, and uh, again, it's been 1998 for the, for the Padres. Funny enough, both of those years, each of those teams went on to face the Yankees, for what that's worth, interesting enough. Um, but um, um, so there's 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 a, a real feeling of, of weight for the fan base. Of, uh, and look, both teams have been, quote-unquote, going for it the last few years, um, you know, trying to get in, uh, have, have had, you know, not... A ton of success, obviously, in that um, in that department has um, really been going for it. Uh, Padres made the playoffs in 2020, but prior to that, it was 2006. So last year, the Padres, uh, excuse me, two years ago, the Padres ended their massive drought, and the only time they made it was 2020, which was the BS season. So, you know, the Padres fan base has been waiting a really long time. There were no fans for that. Think about that. So the Padres fans have been waiting since 2006 to get to go to games again. So so they have just as long, just as ugly, just as, you know, um, um, depressing a drought pretty much as we do. You know, 2020, you know, we almost made it that year too. Thank God we didn't. It wouldn't have been a special, I think, this year, as dumb as that was. But 
Um, it's been a long time for the Padres too. Um, and and you know, on the other end of that, the Padres, you know, one of the few franchises that has never actually won the World Series. You know, it's them and the the Rays have never won the World Series. The Rockies. Um, just trying to think off the top of my head. You know, there aren't that many franchises that have never won a World Series. The Texas Rangers have never won a World Series. Like there aren't many. You know, it's a few, like a, a handful of franchises that have never won the World Series before. I mean, even the Washington Nationals slash Expos franchise got one. Um, you know, it's it. There, there are the Marlins have a couple, obviously. The Rockies, that's another one that haven't won one. Um, you know, there's only like five or six franchises that have never won a World Series, and the Padres are in that group, and the Padres are among the more prestigious of that group, you know, comparatively, at least historically, that they've been around for a while and still have yet to get the job done. Obviously, Joe Musgrove, we mentioned him, got their first no-hitter recently. Like, they have um, kind of lagged behind as a franchise from that perspective. The time it's taken other franchises to get certain things done, the Padres have not gotten it done in that same period of time, which, oh, by the way, sounds like the Phillies. It really is a matchup of of, uh, of like franchises in terms of their historical um, success comparative to their time uh, as a franchise, that's for sure. Um, but, you know, I do think this is a... a a starved fan bases matchup. I think that's always a fun. I think it's always a fun setting for a series like this. Obviously, it's fun to um, you know it's a fun storyline because you know you get two fan bases that really care, that are really into it, that are taking it seriously. You know, look, we know exactly what Citizens Bank Park was like over the weekend here in Philly. Again, that's why I'm still not quite able to talk correctly because of it, but um. You know, if you watch those games in San Diego too, those those two Dodger games, particularly that that game four that they won, down three nothing in the seventh, at the five run seventh, like that place was rocking. You know, it wasn't quite Citizens Bank Park rocking, but to be fair to them, I don't think I've ever heard a baseball stadium as loud as Citizens Bank Park was on Friday and Saturday. Um, but that place was rocking, man. That that Petco Park was cool. It was cool, man. Like that place was living and dying with every pitch. They were celebrating. They were into it. It's not going to be a, an easy walk into a place, and it's not going to be like Atlanta. It's not going to be like going into that that morgue of a stadium, and then the, you know, obviously, other than when they're doing their favorite chop thing, you know, obviously, let's not forget they they really get into that. Um, but you know, what I mean, like let's be honest, the Atlanta fans were 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 weak. They were weak down there. You know, they were not. Intimidating. They did not influence the game. They did not play a factor or a role in the outcome of the game. The Phillies fans did, and the Padres fans have a chance to. They've done a really nice job. They really have, and um, and that's a great storyline. Is these two star fan bases going at each other? Been so long, so little success for for fan bases that really do care about baseball. And look, I've been out to Petco. It's it is a great park. It is a great park. San Diego's a, a really cool spot. It's a great park. They care about their team there. It's going to be fun from that perspective. Great uniform matchup, too. Um, other storylines, obviously. I think that there, there are two Harper ones that are that are really interesting. The one is obviously um, the Harper going back to where he got his hand broken. I think that, you know, one of the very first things that you think about when this matchup comes to be, so to speak, was, was um, wow, all right, that's where the hand broke. Blake Snell, we're doing that again, huh? Like, that was one of the first things I thought of. One of the first things I thought of. And I am think many people. And uh, and it's going to be interesting. Look, prepare yourself, because we're going to have to watch Harper getting hit in the hand a couple times, you know? They're going to play that clip. It's going to be frustrating. We're going to be like, could you not play this clip? 
enough of this, but they will. They'll play it. We'll have to deal with it. Just accept it. Be ready for it. Mentally preparing ourselves. Um, so, you know, that is a, an interesting one. Harper going back to that spot, how he feels being back there and all that. And, you know, kind of what changed the Philly season in a lot of ways. And, and now for Harper to go back there fully locked in and ready to dominate. I mean, it really does add to that story. If Harper can break his hand there, miss the two months, come back, not be the same, not be the same, not be the same, finally put it together for the playoffs, then go back to the place, the scene of the crime, as it were. Yes, Blake's now I said crime. Um, and go back and, and, you know, dominate. I mean, that would be a really cool one. I've, um, my buddy Jack Fritz, um, and I joke around and, and, Shout out to my buddy neighbor Dan, um, him and Jack Fritz, the two people alive who who love the Phillies video yearbook more than anyone and will watch the old, you know, depressing ones and go, oh, wow, let's watch the 2013 video yearbook and watch them win 60-something games or 70 games. Yay! You know, but they do. They do. To, I was about to say credit to them or more power to them, but that, that's not the right phrase. Yeah. Um, they're crazy. But, 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 I will say... I'm looking forward to the 2022 video yearbook, however it ends, whatever it happens. And um, I do think the, uh, you know, I'm starting to think in those terms of like, oh, like the Harper hand broken them back there for like, how cool is that going to be in the video yearbook? That that storyline. So um, you guys are winning me over with that. Uh, good teams. Yeah, I'll, the good teams. That that makes sense. Um, but, a, um, you know, I think that'd be a really neat, neat, you know, kind of storyline and neat through way for the season that it that it ends up back in San Diego like this. I think that's a really, really cool little addendum to the season. Another Harper storyline, I think obviously we kind of alluded to it before, but the, the Harper Machado thing, you know, uh, you know, they'll always be linked together, at least in Philadelphia and probably in San Diego, but you know, if nothing else, they'll always be linked together as those two free agents of the that class. And it was like Harper Machado, Harper Machado, Harper Machado. And we did it here. Which one do you want? Who do you want? Who are you going to pay for? Who are you going for all that? And uh, it really was a thing. And I wanted Harper more, but I liked both. I would have been happy with either. I was really happy they ended up getting Harper. Obviously, Machado goes to the Padres before we get Harper, if you remember. Machado signed first. Um, but Harper, the one we wanted, Harper wins this MVP. Now they... They battle. Machado, a MVP contender this year. I think Goldschmidt will get it, but Machado's going to be a top three vote getter in the MVP this year. And, you know, he's had that type of year. Like, that's the thing. It's one of those wild, um, you know, off-season signing battles of who's going to get who, where where both teams want. Both teams are great. Both teams are sitting here right now. This, I mean, there you go. Done. <laughs> we won. <laughs> Seriously, though, like, yeah, that whole chase of those guys, like, both guys have been great. Both guys have been great. Harper won a freaking MVP last year, and now he's the best hitter on a, a team in the NLCS. Machado is in the running for the MVP this year and is, you know, the second best hitter outside of Juan Soto, you know, on his team. Like, they, you know, they both won. They both did great. They were both great signings. Um, and, you know, you couldn't have gone wrong. I think, I think it ended up the right way. I think Harper was the guy we wanted here, and I think that's the guy um, who was the right guy for here. And, um, I'm excited. They got him, obviously, but it's gonna be fascinating to see these two guys against each other in this spot, in this scenario. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fun, man. Because you know they remember and you know they know about it and all that. So, um, I think the Harper Machado of it all. After um, you know, I get at least for all of us remembering that whole thing and you know how it went down and this and that. I think it's gonna be a, um, I think it's gonna be a really interesting one. Um, some other, uh, you know, just general 
storylines going in. I think, you know, the Padres trading for Soto at the deadline and now being here in this spot, I think is a, a pretty interesting one. Um, you know, obviously that was the, the biggest trade of the year, the biggest trade of the deadline. And, you know, Soto coming through with that big hit in that last game for them against the Dodgers. You know, I think that's going to be an interesting one to track. Of course, Soto and Harper, you know, former Nats, all that stuff. Um, I think that's a very fascinating um, one to to follow here, and I'm sure we will. Josh Hader kind of putting it back together. Hader, Hader was great in the uh, Dodgers round, in the Mets round. He's been good. He's yet to give up a run in four and a third innings. Hader hopefully maybe against Bomer Veerling. That could be a really interesting storyline. Obviously, when Blake Snell starts against Harper, those two facing each other, Blake being the one who broke his hand, that's going to be a really fascinating storyline. Um, there's a lot of good stuff, you know, with the way this this shakes out. And obviously, there's, of course, Philly. So, you know, we've talked so many times about our own things that we have going and, you know, the kind of special vibes with this team and the eight more topper. And, you know, there's... um. You know, for us, a lot of really, really cool vibes and cool stories. And look, there's the potential of the Yankees looming again if they can win today for a, a 09 rematch. Last time we've been there, that would be, of course, fascinating. Last time we've been in the NLCS. Um, again, just the the legacy type stuff for Harper and Philly. Like, there's just a lot of stuff here. You know, Nola, Nola versus Nola. Excuse me, God, I'm, I, I I did all these storylines and I forgot Nola versus Nola. That just to start, it's I think it's because we talked about it so much. But I mean, how crazy is that? Has a pitcher and batter brothers ever faced each other in the NLCS? Like, I'm sure it's happened, but I can't think of it. Like, I'm sure brothers have played in the NLCS. There have been enough brothers throughout baseball history on different teams, on good teams, that you would think that's happened. But I'm not sure. I'm sure it has. But then has a pitcher versus a hitter ever happened? A brother-brother? I don't know. I think it's a fascinating. They're going to tell us. Don't, don't We don't need to do any research, any whatever. Um, they will tell us. That is, they, I guarantee you they will have the brother-versus-brother facts in the NLCS ready to roll for us because that is clearly a storyline but like nola versus nola what a cool one like aaron nola and austin nola's parents will have a son in the world series no matter what like what a strange thing and now they got a really you know tough spot to root for or against or whatever you know that's um that's a wild one i, I can't imagine putting myself in their their minds but I, I i'll tell you as a parent like i can tell you i'm sure they're insanely proud whatever happens they're like wow look at our kids this is so cool we have the best kids i'm so proud of us as parents <laughs> i would definitely be patting myself on the back i feel like what well, i did something right i don't know what it was but look at me i crushed it way to go me <laughs> oh and my kids way to go my kids too um but yeah it's, a, it's an amazing thing i mean think about that the two brothers playing in the nlcs it is it is really really unique and really cool and really um again i think setting up for a a really special series and a really fun series. And it's really cool to see the Phillies back in this situation against a, another franchise that desperately wants it, that's going to care. I think it's going to be a passionate, hard-fought NLCS. I think, you know, there's there's so much excitement and energy on each side, both from the players but also the fan bases, where there's going to be this real... I think, um, tangible thing with these fan bases where it's going to be, you know, these games are going to have energy and electricity to them. You know, we saw it, whether it was Santandi over the weekend or, or these, the games at CBP, like it really does add something to the sport when these crowds are locked in and intense and reacting and chanting and all this stuff. Like it just, it's so much more fun to watch. It's just a better product. And, you know, I think, um, I think it's really good that both these fan bases are on the national stage and going to get a chance to show 
everyone, you know, what baseball fans can be and how they can be and, and how fun it can be. And I think that's that's about to happen. I think it's going to be really good for the sport. And I think it's going to be really good for us. It's nice to show the world how great we are because we are. We're the best fans there ever were. Just facts. Just pure statement of fact. All right. Um, at it tonight. What a big one. Man, game one against the Padres and the NLCS. What a magical, magical, magical thing. Um, obviously, um, big seven-game series. We'll be covering it throughout. Um, game one tonight, game two tomorrow. Um, schedule tomorrow is a little weird, but I, I'll figure it out. Definitely be back after game two, but I should be back tomorrow too. But um, so much to react to. There's going to be a lot. We'll go we'll through it throughout. I mean, again, if we're doing Phillies today is on October 18th. What a world we're living in. This is unbelievable. Um, I can't believe they're still playing. They're still freaking playing. And, uh, and the best is yet to come. I think they beat the Padres. We'll see. But I, I feel good about it. So, uh, Wheeler tonight. Big spot. Win one and two in San Diego. One of the next two. And tonight feels like a good one. Wheeler on those. So, um, it's going to be thrilling. Whatever happens, we're watching the Phillies play in the NLCS tonight. It's a pretty magical thing. I cannot freaking wait. So, until tonight, we'll be back to react to whatever happens tonight, the next two nights, all that stuff, uh, right here on Phillies today. So, again, um, go Phillies. This is awesome. And as usual, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.